does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. everybody i'm bob lovell this is indiana sports talk brought to you by indiana donor network we found keith myers he is found we lost him we found him from the indiana from indiana srn talking about sectional basketball at uh, mount vernon life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy all hits no skips Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Glad you're back, Keith. Let's wrap up that conversation about the big win by Mount Vernon. Well, I got to go come home and ate my McDonald's at home, so that's a good thing, Bob. Uh, Mount Vernon <laughs> wins 50-36 in that sectional. Uh, Mount Vernon never looked back after the first quarter. Uh, really just had team play. Ella Mins, the 6'3 junior, had 18 points. But Easton Wendler, the 5'11 junior, had four three-pointers to set the pace for Mount Vernon early and uh, just uh, New Power just couldn't get over the top. It was just a really good ball game. You know, Mount Vernon wins last night, twenty-four mm-hmm. to twenty-five. By the end of the, the at halftime, they had twenty-five points, so they almost has, had more more points tonight than they scored last night. Well, who do they, do we know who they play in uh, regional action next week? I have no idea. I think it might be Ben Davis, coach. I'm not really sure. Okay. Uh, I advise everyone go to IHSA.org and find the answer. Keith, thank you for staying with us. I appreciate it. From Indiana SRN, uh, Keith Myers on Mount Vernon's win in their own sectional. Have a great weekend, yeah. Keith. Yeah, yeah. new format for regionals this week, this uh, coming up week this week, too, Coach. That make it very interesting. Absolutely. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the update. Have a great weekend. Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Sports Network joins me. My broadcast partner earlier today with IUPUI's win over Green Bay tonight, doing the Noblesville sectional, which goes to Fishers. Hello, Greg. Oh, my goodness. How are you, sir? You know what? You and I have gone viral, I'm told. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, I think yeah. we're, we're wow. going to have Sports Center tonight. Uh, so I, I know your focus is on this program, but <laughs> probably at some point in time, late in the 11 o'clock hour, I might wonder an eye to ESPN. You and I have been on there before. It's been a while. I think we're going to make the top 10 tonight with that one. 
Well, we didn't do anything, <laughs> but but uh, but uh, but you know, we were there. Uh, let's start with the IUPUI win, their first uh, cross, Horizon League win. Shot the ball well. They played well. You know they've been playing better and better. This thing you knew was going to happen for them. And frankly, this was the game on the schedule you had kind of circled as IUPUI has been playing better in four of their last five. They have lost by six points or less. Green Bay is the other end of the team that has been at the bottom end of, of the standings with them for the entirety of the season. IUPUI played them the opening weekend of league play back in early December and lost by seven at their place. Frankly, IUPUI has been playing better since that time. Green Bay has not. They've already made a coaching change and letting Will Ryan go a couple of weeks ago. Took a while for IUPUI to get some distance. Mm-hmm. It was a six-point game at halftime. But frankly, they were never seriously threatened in half number two. And it was a mixture of joy and relief for everybody involved that IUPUI gets their first Horizon League victory, fourth win of the year, but snapped an 11-game losing streak that had dated back to December 20th. All right, take everybody through the dunk and tell them to watch SportsCenter and catch the call. Uh, simply go to my Twitter feed, at Greg Rakestraw, because I've retweeted it a couple of times. IUPUI has put it out there. NCAA Men's Basketball has put it out there. Numerous <laughs> other sites as well. Vincent Brady, a uh, fantastic high school dunker in his days at Cathedral. Uh, Tears and was playing at Cathedral. Played in, in the academy program at the Air Force, not the official Air Force team. Played in their academy team last year. He's always good for usually a dunk a game. But he absolutely, uh, I feel sorry for Cade Meyer's future children. That was the person that Vincent dunked on. And it's not like he's the smallest dude in the team. In fact, for Green Bay, he's the biggest at about 6'8 right, and 230. Right. And Vincent went up, over, and through him to throw it down for about 12 <laughs> feet out uh, at the right. end of the game to make it 60-46 IUPUI. Final score was 68-53. That was the exclamation point on a great afternoon for Matt Crenshaw's team. All right. Uh, Noblesville Championship going to Fishers. What a great game there tonight. You know, Fishers last year got to the sectional final and lost to Noblesville, and Noblesville went on to win the state championship, and frankly, Fishers gave them their closest game. You know, the, 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 this is the toughest sectional state, and I have said it the last two years with you on the pairing show it's the toughest sectional in any sport that we have in the IHSA because you've got four teams in the top five. So Fishers the last two nights has beaten number two and number four, has beaten the defending state champs and their biggest rival. It was a 14-point game. Fishers led almost the entire way. HSE rallied third quarter early fourth and got it back to three, but Fishers took off from there. The Smith twins were phenomenal. They combined for 30. Ty, uh, or excuse me, uh, uh, Tiana Harris would have had 14 points as well. It's an experienced Fishers team, and they can be playing when we get to Gamebridge Fieldhouse. And, yes, I know South Bend Washington's on their side, but Fishers played awfully well tonight. He's Greg Rakestraw, in my opinion, the best at what he does. Greg, thanks so much. Fun being with you today. Have a great weekend. Oh, my goodness. I hope you have a great rest of the show. <laughs> There you have it. It was a great dunk. Not going to lie. We're back. on. I'm Eddie Garrison with this Network Indiana, Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard updates. Class 3A girls sectional championships today from Griffith. Hanover Central and Highland 43-34 final score. And Highland takes the sectional and they will move on. 
to regional play this upcoming week in Bremen. Tippecanoe Valley and John Glenn, six-point margin. And John Glenn falls to Tippecanoe Valley, 44-38. South Bend, St. Joseph, and Mishawaka Marion. Mishawaka Marion wins by 40 in their own sectional. Fairfield, they were participating in their own sectional as well in the championship game against Lakeland. 64-40 to was the final score in Fairfield. They are winners today. Fort Wayne Concordia in that sectional, it was Woodland and Garrett. One point separates the two teams, but Garrett, they come away with the sectional crown, and they will move on to regional play. Benton Central falls in their own sectional to Twin Lakes, 56-32. Northwestern and Norwell, another one-point margin with Northwestern falling to Norwell, 55-54. Our first overtime game, Hamilton Heights and Yorktown. 81 points combined, one point is the margin. 41-40 with Hamilton Heights pulling out the win over Yorktown. Danville and Cascade in the Lebanon sectional, and Cascade defeats Danville 54-39. And in double overtime, Indianapolis Chatari defeats Heritage Christian 61-57. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. College basketball today, the game everybody in our state's paying attention to. Indiana beats Purdue 79-74. From the IU Sports Network, John Herrick. John, how was your first uh, matchup between IU and Purdue? Well, it was quiet. There wasn't a lot of noise or drama. It was very (laughs) – no. I don't think I'll get my hearing back for a while, Bob. That was – as much as as much fun as and as how loud it was for the North Carolina game, um, right. this game was at, at an ultimate fever pitch. And also, a big congratulations to to you know my partner and the man who helped help me get the position that I have, Don Fisher, honored at halftime for 50 years um, with IU basketball, and he got to you know he basically got to. Uh, you know, be honored at halftime, and so did all of his right. former partners right. that have helped me along, uh, go with them along the way. So, no, no way the Hoosiers were going to lose on a day where Don gets honored at Assembly <laughs> Hall, gets to talk to the crowd. So, right. just a very, a very fun day for everybody. Great start, no question about it. And a very impressive first half. Not sure they can play better than they did in that first half. Yeah, which is exactly why, knowing and Don, Eric Stewart, and I all looked at each other at halftime and said, okay, well, when's the run coming? I mean, you know that the number one team right. in the country, right. Purdue, is going to make a run at some point, and they didn't waste any time coming right out of the gate. Uh, Zach Eady was already playing pretty well in the first half, but then he scores eight points in a row uh, to start the second half, and Purdue goes on a 12-4 to run and, you know, cuts a 15-point lead down to single digits. And then, um, you know, Fletcher Lawyer starts to hit it, as people in, Fort, in the Fort Wayne area know what, that he's capable of doing when he went to Homestead, and he's doing that for Purdue now. And then David Jenkins comes off the bench and hits a couple of crazy threes. And so now all of a sudden, Purdue's gone from struggling offensively to now they're starting to score more around Zach Eady. Um, but Indiana was able to hold off, uh, hold them off a couple times late. Race Thompson makes two big free throws, then gets a key steal with IU up 73-70. Trey Galloway hits some clutch free throws, and you know, and again, Trace Jackson Davis just does what he continues mm-hmm. to do, and he continues right. to move up the all-time scoring list in Indiana. Will probably pass his coach Mike Woodson soon, 
Um, so it, it was uh, just a day where it was full of punches and counter punches, and Purdue fought back. He knew they were going to, and then IU had to rally to hold them off. So uh, just a very, very well-played game. Just a great all-around college basketball game. Even if you didn't have a rooting interest in the game, uh, you had to like the way it was played by both teams. Couldn't say it any better. Uh, I said it last night. I say it again. Uh, we're all better as basketball fans when IU and Purdue are IU and Purdue are this good. Basketball is great in our state, anyway. But when these two are that good and play that well, it's all it's all great for all of us. John, thank you so much. I know you're busy. Thanks for squeezing me in and have a great night. Okay. Uh, you too, Bob. And don't forget, in three weeks, we do it again. IU-Purdue this time in West Lafayette, <laughs> 7.30 uh, that night. Right. And IU's got a big game coming up against Rutgers on Tuesday. So that'll have Big Ten standing ramifications as well. So thanks, Bob. Outstanding. Thank you. Chris Presley joins me on the call tonight. Uh, the Hamilton Heights-Yorktown uh, sectional game. Chris, who wins this game tonight? Coach, as Eddie Garrison uh, just mentioned, it was an overtime thriller with Hamilton Heights, the home oh, team, hosting the trophy for a three-peat. Right. 41-40. We'll get over Yorktown. Woo. Woo. All right. So uh, tell me how this thing wraps up. Does somebody have an opportunity in, in regulation? Uh, and then how do they win it in overtime? So at um, Yorktown uh, fought their way back after it was a back-and-forth second half. Uh, last night, if you remember, Hamilton Heights hit their first 11 shots were threes. Right. I think someone left the door open with the wind because they weren't making threes, but they were making a lot of free throws. When you look at Yorktown, Amari Wright, their senior guard, finished with 20, hit a three with about four seconds left that sent it to overtime. Uh, Hamilton Heights was mm-hmm. not able to convert. And then once it got into overtime, all of the points came from the free throw line as Cameron Runner, who is a top 25 in the state and free throws made on the season, finishes things out for the Huskies with 28 points, going 12 of 14 from the stripe. Tell you what, you hear it every day in practice, free throws matter. <laughs> yep. How about this tonight? So who else plays well uh, for both teams tonight? Well, the 28 points, like I mentioned, for Runner, a game high and the high for her team. Hickok had six three from Roten and Shackle with four. Over on the Yorktown side, six points coming for another senior in Cameron Isaacs, and then a couple other players through up and down the Yorktown roster with two and three points to kind of contribute for them. What a fun night. Did you have fun? I did. Actually, my day was basketball filled. Went to my nephew's game in Greenfield. He's in kindergarten, so a lot of travels in that game. <laughs> then I went to right. the IUPUI game and looked across the way and saw you and Greg Rakestraw and admired that dunk that you guys spoke about just a little bit ago and then capped off the night with the <laughs> Hamilton High strong. School Town Final. Right. Yeah. Guys got to do something to make a buck, don't you think? I mean, my wife keeps asking me why at my age. She keeps asking me why I continue to do the things I do, uh, for which I have no answer to be. Uh, I'm actually lucky. I have a good time. So that's the idea. The Hamilton Heights sectional goes to Hamilton Heights. 41-40 winners over Yorktown in overtime. Chris Presley on the call of that matchup. Chris, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Coach. You do the same. All right. Dave Sakel joins me. 
with us last night, calls us tonight. Dave, thank you so much for t- uh, Dave. Uh, we don't have Dave Sakel, okay? Uh, we have Scott Mitchell with us. Uh, is, is Scott, Scott, are you there? Here, Bob. All right. I'm, still I'm here, having Bob. some technical issues. Yeah, perf- perfect. So you had the Evansville Memorial and Bossy matchup tonight, right? Memorial winning at 62-27. Yes, they did. Uh, Memorial goes to 25-1 and one on the year. They easily defeated uh, – the Bossy Bulldogs, uh, the second game of uh, sectional 32 was the better of the two games. Uh, Gibson Southern won that game 59-54 over Evansville Modern Day. So uh, that sets up a championship round of Monday night of Evansville Memorial at 25-1 and against Gibson Southern at 19-4. Mm-hmm. So Memorial overwhelms Bossy, uh, but the Gibson Southern Modern Day game—that's not a bad game. How does uh, how is Modern Day able to win this game? Excuse me, how's Gibson Southern able to win this game? Gibson Southern got thirty points from Gabby Spink, uh, their sophomore guard, who she's been out of the uh, lineup most of the year with a bad foot, and she's just come back, probably about seventy-five percent of uh, efficiency, but she put on a show tonight with 30 mm-hmm. points. That's a lot. That, that yeah. is a big matchup. We forget. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. You had weather uh, come in, roll in, so everything's been moved back. So you got the championship game, obviously, coming up on Monday, Memorial and Gibson Southern. What do you think of the championship game? I think it's going to be a good game. Memorial won earlier in the year, but Spink didn't play as she was out hurt. Uh, Memorial's had some health issues talking to Coach uh, Lee Auker. Uh, they've had some illness throughout the school. They've had eight teachers out this week uh, with illnesses that wow. kind of wow. permeated over to the some of the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of their best players, Sophie Johnson's, had a knee issue. She has not played in the sectional yet, but he did say uh, she would be ready to go if they got to the finals, and she's their second-leading scorer. All right. You're going to have fun on Monday. I appreciate We're you going taking to have a great time, time on Monday. Really yes, sir. Thank you, All Coach. Right. I appreciate Scott it. Scott Mitchell, thanks. I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much. Coming up, we're going to talk about Indiana State going for 99 tonight. Luke Martin will join us and talk about the Sycamores. We'll also hear from the Purdue perspective on their matchup with Indiana today. Hoosiers win that one. Earlier today, 79-74. Scoreboard update with Eddie Garrison. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update. I'm Eddie Garrison. High school basketball scores. Tonight, let's look at some boys' scores. Adam Central and Leo, 54-44. Adam Central picks up the win. Batesville and Madison and Batesville cruises to a 72-47 win. Bedford North Lawrence hangs up 79 on the scoreboard tonight in their win over Evansville Memorial. Park Tudor falls by a touchdown to Brebuff Jesuit, 57 to 50. Chesterton and Warsaw, 71 points for Chesterton in their win over Warsaw. Who scores 56 tonight? Clinton Central defeats Weibo 70 to 59. That's Western Boone. Connorsville, they defeat North Davies 54 36. North Putnam, they fell to Covenant Christian earlier today 50 
to 35. Crothersville hangs up 80 points tonight in their win over Columbus Christian, 80 to 65. Now moving on, back to girls sectional finals from today, rounding out Class 3A and the Rushville sectional. Rushville they will move on and face. And move on to regionals as they defeat Lawrenceburg 57-48. Scottsburg and Cordon Central in the Cordon Central sectional. And it's Cordon Central advancing on to regional 63-54 over Scottsburg. Princeton, they were in their own sectional championship game against Southridge. 50-45 the final score. And it's Princeton taking the victory. Evansville Memorial and Evansville Bossy and Evansville Memorial with the win. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. College basketball today, Indiana State, 99-56 winners over Murray State. With me from the uh, Indiana State Network, our good friend Luke Martin. Luke, what an impressive day for the Sycamores uh, and a big win over the Racers today. Yeah, it was, Coach. I mean, when you had me on a week ago, told you how important it was, this stretch run for Indiana State. They entered the day, one of eight teams in the Valley, within one game of first place. Wow. Uh, Murray State and Indiana State were both tied at nine and four, or I should say eight and four, eight, eight and five, excuse me, and into today. So it was a massive one. And as you said, 99 points. Sycamore set a program record, 19 threes in the game today. Yikes. 19 to 38. I mean, just. Everywhere you look, shots were falling. Right, right. I mean, Sycamore scored 59 in the second half. If you just take the second half, that still would have been enough to win the game. Murray State was held to 56 points a day. Just amazing. Well, you talk about getting on a roll. This is exactly what they're doing. Comes at a great time, but uh, that many threes. (laughs) that's That's impressive. Well, especially when you factor in during that five game losing skid indiana state was shooting 23 percent as a team from three in those five mm-hmm. games and now coach shirts he kept saying water's gonna find its level water's gonna find its level uh where it flooded the bucket today in terms of three point <laughs> shots but you just bottom line though coach level this has been a team all year they've they've not struggled in terms of getting off the good starts they've always gotten off the good starts it's been can they close. And today was the fourth straight game where they've won the second half. And it's been the three of those four, they've won the second half by more than 16 points. That's really good for Indiana State in terms of a sign, looking at the closing stretch of the season here. Now six games left out of the 20-game Valley schedule. Well, as you know, you know better than I, they're a hard team. I, I know they got 99 today. They're a hard team to match up with. I mean, they have, they'll, they'll put literally five guys on the floor who can all put it on the floor, make decisions, take it to the rim, kick it out, catch and shoot. They have, they have that versatility as a team. And that's what's going to make them tough down the closing stretch of the season or really at any point in the season. And even though Indiana State may not have a go-to guy, if you go, who's Indiana State's best player or go-to guy in the stretch, right. that's kind of a hard question to answer. And that's why when Indiana State's good and they trust their offense and they run their offense for the full part of the game, it may be 
it may be Xavier Bletts in one game, and then one day it's going to be Cam Henry, and then it's going to be Julian Larry and Corvassi and McCauley. I mean, you can go on and on. That's the benefit of maybe not necessarily having one guy that you always go to in the clutch. But, man, they've been playing well, and you're really happy for Coach Sertz uh, to see this thing and now get a three-game winning streak after it seemed like world, everything was falling apart uh, mm-hmm. when you lose right. five in a row. And now all of a sudden you're still in the conference chase, just one game out of first. Well, I'd, I'd tell everybody to get away from the ledge because that's the uh, life of being in a conference like the Valley. You know, they're going to be you're going to be up, you're going to be down, uh, and he's and coach is right. Water does find its level, but the, the thing that impresses me more than anything is he's done this turnaround in a short amount of time. Oh, just a year, and and even a year ago, I mean, I said this staff probably to you a million times. I mean, now the 19 conference games they played last year. They were within six points or less or had a lead in 17 of those 19. They just couldn't finish. And that was a theme a year ago. Now with more veteran pieces that they were able to add through the portal, um, even though they haven't had a lot of shared experience, you can tell those guys um, that have been in college basketball a long time have picked a huge dividend this year. Indiana State. Another impressive win today, 99-56, the final over Murray State. Luke Martin, thanks for the time. Have a great weekend. Thank you, my brother. You too, Coach. Thanks so much. Girls sectional championships. Let's talk about Shelbyville sectional. The Franklin Grizzly Cubs win it 48-29 over the host Bears of Shelbyville. Mike Armstrong joins me. Coach, congratulations on the championship. Thanks, Bob. It never, you know, winning, winning a sectional in Indiana is special and it never gets old. No, and it shouldn't. <laughs> Quite frankly, uh, yeah. number one, it's hard to do. Uh, that, that's the that's the you know this as well as I do. It's hard to win. I don't care what game, what sport, what level. It's hard to win, especially when you're trying to win sectional championships in our state. Exactly. You know, it, it requires most teams to win three. You know, we have to win three games in one week. You have to beat three good teams in one week, and. You know, I, I think that's really uh, what I'm proud about with our group was that we were able to stay consistent uh, throughout the week and, and, and get the job done in the end. Well, tonight you, you got out there and defended well. To, uh, that, a big part of the reason you went tonight was had to be on the defensive end. Yeah, we, uh, we jumped out. We were really solid defensively, made it tough on them in the first quarter. We jumped out 19-2 uh, at the end of the first quarter. And then just kind of you know manage the game the rest of the way. We could you know Chevyville you know they're at home and you know they've they've had a good season and they were going to fight mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. they never you know they they we could never you know quite get them finished off. But uh, getting that lead in those first uh, first five or six minutes of the game like that was was really uh, really helped us you know get control of the game. You know, you can't put a premium on the experience that you, these young ladies went through last year to play for a state championship. The extra practices, the extra days together, uh, the, the whole idea of understanding how to win, go through the whole list of reasons why. But there's a, there's a lot to this in terms of how it prepares you for this year. It does. And, like you know, we talked a little bit last night. We have some new faces in some new places. But, uh, again, you know, we've had really what amounts to seven extra weeks of practice over the last two years uh, with, our, with, our, with our juniors and our sophomores. Mm-hmm. And so that's been, uh, I think, really key in, in what we're doing. And I think 
I, I turned to a couple of the assistants tonight and said, uh, the last couple nights might be the best that we've played this season. Um, you know, and so kind yeah. of playing playing well at the right time. And I think our kids that have been through the tournament before understand, you know, uh, how, how, how this works and, and, uh, and have done a good job. And so, uh, like I said, I'm really proud of them. And now we, uh, now we get to go play our Johnson County rivals next week. So that should be quite a matchup. Well, yeah, I mean, it's funny how all this works out, quite frankly, but that should be a lot of fun. Before we talk about that, let's brag about some of the ladies and, and the great games that they had tonight. Who plays well for you? Uh, we, we Defensively, uh, we, we, we could list a, a ton of people, but, you know, uh, Kaylee Edwards for Chevyville is a really, really good basketball player who's going to go play softball at Mississippi State, and she's a Tremendous athlete and a good score. I think she had six or seven threes against Columbus East last night. And Lauren Clem just chased her all over the floor tonight and, and just made it really difficult for her to get the ball and, and, and get some shots up and, and, and just really closed out. And, and, uh, and, and, and Brooklyn York did well as, as well on their, on their second-best player, Wilson Girl. Uh, those two, their defensive efforts tonight were really good. And then on the offensive end, Erica Buning has 12 for us tonight, plays a good inside game. And then, you know, we just get chip-in plays from uh, – from, from Kendall Yoakum, Scarlett Kimbrell, um, you know, uh, those people are, are, you know, doing a good job and, and, and playing well. So, uh, like I said, it was a really good team effort. We got some good contributions off the bench by Emma Sappenfield and Josie Ray Phillips. And so, you know, it's just a, again, it's a good team win. Everybody doing what they're supposed to do. Right. Well, it won't be, uh, won't be difficult to get your kids focused and centered and ready to go next weekend. No, that 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 is for that is that is true. I mean, there's a you know it's a, it's a good rivalry. It's going to be a good game. You know, I think Center Grove's now won 17 in a row. Um, you know, I, I yeah. we we were talking about that. I think the last team to beat them was Franklin, uh, and 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 hopefully we'll be the next team to beat them. So you know, uh, but uh, and, and we and we've gotten on a little bit roll here to ourselves. You know, we've won eight in a row here down the stretch, uh, and and like I said, we might we might be playing as well right now as as we played all season. Well, you know, I'm happy for you. Uh, and, I know you're one of our I, ladies. Well, I am. I am. I, I am so happy and, 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 and excited tonight that uh, I'm out. Uh, I'm out celebrating with uh, Coach Steve Baker <laughs> tonight. Give him my best, and uh, Mike. Thanks so much for the call. Congratulations and good luck next week. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much. Coming up, scoreboard update on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Stock scoreboard updates, I'm Eddie Garrison. Let's give some small colleges here in the state of Indiana some love. The Marion Knights, they're ranked 16th in the NAIA polls. They lost today to Huntington at home. 87-79 was the final score. They got outscored by 12 in the second half, gave up 52 points. They're now 18-7, Huntington 19-6. Franklin College... They defeated Anderson, or they, excuse me, Franklin College lost to Anderson 77-58. to Franklin struggled offensively in the first half. They got outscored by 10, 37-27, then by 9 in the second half, 40-31. 77-58 final score, Franklin College. Now 12-9, Anderson 13-8, Rose Holman in Bluffton earlier today, Rose Holman on the road. They pick up a win by 26 points, 81 to 55. They put up 40 in each half. 
Defense was on point two. Willie Bowman, 26 points for Rose Holman. Uh, Bradley Harden had 17, and Miles McGowan with 14 and 8. Rose Holman now 12 and 9. Bluffton falls to 4 and 17. Wabash. Ohio Wesleyan, Kristen Airy in attendance tonight for Wabash. 76-75 final score. Wabash with the win. They're now 17-4 and 10-2 and and in the NCAC. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven to savelives.org. Eddie, reason Kristen Airy was in the house with Wabash is the uh, they're honoring the uh, championship team uh, back in the day that Chris uh, played on. Pete Metzelars, all those guys uh-huh. played on that. Uh, that they won the national Division Three national championship. So reunion time, great opportunity to bring them back and honor them for uh, a fantastic accomplishment. Absolutely, Coach. And I think uh, this was an exciting one, too. I think Wabash wins, and like there's like 13 seconds left, and they had a go-ahead three, and then they come, up away, come away with the stop as the, as the horn goes off, and they come out with the win, too. They're playing well. Uh, they, they really are. You're at a time now where at the small college level, uh, you're getting ready, you're gearing up for your conference tournaments. And so the mm-hmm. NCAC is always competitive. Um, they're in a position where, you know, again, go to a national tournament and try to recapture the glory uh, of the old days. So uh, really good for them. Uh, good, solid win. So you, I'm sure, watched as everyone did, watched the IU and Purdue matchup. I um, did. did. Didn't lack drama. I think it's great. I've mentioned it before. Um I'll say it again. It's always good for uh, for the basketball in our state when these two teams are good and have such competitive games, which they did. Uh, it was, um, you know, it's one of those one of those games um, that you kind of expected. I'm not sure you expected the start. If you're a Purdue fan, you didn't expect your expect your guys to start as they did, um, but um, you knew it would end up being a pretty solid matchup. Oftentimes when you get off to such a dreadful start and you climb your way back into it, you've expended so much energy emotionally and physically that as you get closer and closer, you just don't have enough in the tank to get over it and uh, give the Hoosiers credit when they needed to, especially Jalen hood Shafino came up huge at the end. I mean, he really had the opportunity. They isolated him a little bit. He was able to get some one-on-one opportunities. He's pretty difficult to defend with one guy. Yeah, and, you know, he didn't really have a shot falling for him much. And then the second half, he kind of takes over. And then late, he's the one going to Mike Woodson. He's like, hey, coach, I want the ball. I want to win us this game. And Right. And as right. a freshman, you have to just uh, – you have to – be envious of that if you're one of his teammates because there are a lot of experienced guys that are playing next to Jalen Hutch, you know, like Race Thompson, Trace Jackson, Davis, Miller, Cop, and you see this freshman walking in, he goes, Coach, I want the ball. He goes out and gets the two buckets late uh, when you hmm. needed him. Uh, nonetheless, too. Uh, and this may, reminded me, I, I wasn't I wasn't alive yet to really see these, but based off of highlights, the two games, uh, or the two players that came to mind when I was watching Trace Jackson Davis and Zach Eady go back and forth. It was like in the 1990s with Calvert Cheney and Glenn Robinson, those two guys, you know, just going at it against each other uh, back when Indiana and Purdue played each other. 
Yeah, the difference was those guys were perimeter guys who could just light it up from anywhere in the building. Oh yeah, and and so uh, it was fun. You know, you, you know they were they were um, prolific in terms of their ability to score. So so they play again. What couple of weeks? Thirteen days. I think John Herrick said earlier tonight they they'll have they'll be in action soon sooner than we know. And uh, it's great. I think again, it's it's great. Um, I have no particular loyalties one way or the other, although I did pick up a check from Indiana University for a long, long time in my days at IUPUI. But still, um, I thought it was fantastic. And so um, just one of those great weekends of basketball with the sectionals and everything, too. So Pacers play tomorrow? No, they play. When do Correct. they play again? Yeah, they play tomorrow afternoon. It's a 5 o'clock tip. Uh, they're playing host to the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's at GameBridge tomorrow. Should be a good game. Um, uh, the two times these two teams have faced already, they've been relatively good games. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell had, I think, almost 50. I can't remember exactly. I know it was close to 50 in that first game back in Cleveland. And then uh, last time it was here in GameBridge, just right before the end of 2022, and the Pacers pulled out a big 135-126 win. All right, Eddie. Thanks. Great job. Got a scoreboard update coming up at the top of the hour. We're coming back on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven, the number two, savelives.org is their website. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. There are no age limits, no health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone's added to the donor transplant waiting list. More than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Once again, their website, driventosavelives.org. Congratulations to our sectional champions. I think we have everything under control. I think we have everyone... Uh, we got uh, games on Monday, as you heard uh, earlier tonight. Um, but for the most part, we have uh, everything all set. Had a number of great games, uh, as you would expect, on a championship Friday. Um, it just um, a great, great night of basketball around our state. And so, again, I want to congratulate everybody, all the ladies and the coaches and just um, – not an easy thing to do. Listen, you winning sectional. Uh, it's just a, a, a. It's hard. You know, it's hard to win championships. I mean, it just. It just is. Uh, and so, uh, congratulations uh, to uh, to those teams. The big thing you remind everyone. Uh, it's so. It, it it goes by so quickly. Uh, but I will tell you. Um, I'm not young, um, played on two sectional championship teams in basketball at Plainfield back in 1969. And I will tell you, not to wax too sentimental at all, I remember them like they were yesterday. I, I really do. I uh, remember the, you know, the bus rides to go to practice and all the opportunities, especially going to the regional because you know, we won the regional. We played in the Hinkle Regional, and so here I am, a kid from Plainfield, going to you know, get on the bus and go in there in the vaunted uh, historic Hinkle Field House and the lights uh, shining through as we're getting ready to practice. And it, it, it just 
it was like a dream. And even to this day, uh, remembering that that's like a dream. And so I understand the emotion. And, and I encourage you, parents and grandparents and everybody else, take this in, soak this in, and enjoy it. It's one of those lifetime memories that you will cherish. You absolutely, absolutely will. So we'll come back and talk more high school basketball. There were some boys' games, uh, too, uh, earlier today, uh, an afternoon of basketball. And if you were lucky enough, you could catch some afternoon boys' action and watch some great girls' action. And so that's what it's like to be a Hoosier. We'll talk about that and more in the next hour and talk some more college basketball as we uh, in, get through a very exciting weekend of hoops here on Network Indiana's Indiana. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.